The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and hungover shenanigans. So many hungover shenanigans. <laughs> As you can probably tell from our intro, we are doing another semi-live podcast spectacular. Yay! Uh, we uh, had, and a big group of friends, uh, including some of your podcast favorites, uh, put, we did a weekend. We did a weekend. We did the second annual Mudarati gathering. <laughs> And I am, it is very early. We are podcasting at 8.20 in the morning because we have to get out of this hotel later. And uh, I, I'm i on my first cup of coffee still. I, there, the coffee was all gone when I went out. So I'm drinking tea and I'm already done with it because it wasn't that warm. And so I had to drink it quickly before it reached <laughs> the uncanny valley of like lukewarm. <laughs> The uncanny valley of tea. Well, it's it's the uncanny valley of hockey and hockey. <laughs> Good God. Well, I feel like that's fairly accurate to where we are. Where we it's are. true. But I was trying to talk about the uncanny valley of hockey. <laughs> coffee and tea. Because, like, hot coffee, delicious. Iced coffee, also delicious. Hot tea, delicious. Iced tea, if you like that kind of thing. Can also be delicious. I don't mm-hmm. like iced tea. But the lukewarm room temperature thing in the middle, disgusting. Mm-hmm. So, like, you've got to get it before it gets into the valley. <laughs> or then it's just ruined. Yes. Yeah. That's that's very fair. I will say, so I don't really like iced tea either. Mm-hmm. But we went to this amazing Vietnamese restaurant in Cambodia and what they did is they served everybody chilled green tea that was kind of like, it was like a water, but like almost like with green tea flavoring into it. Okay. It, and it was delicious and super duper refreshing because it is hot as balls there. <laughs> cool. It is uh, our, it is February 24th. Oh my God. We- <laughs> it is February 24th. And this is our 91st podcast. The Sagan episode. The Sagan episode. <laughs> oh, God. That's so funny. We're just going to Wait, isn't that so poetic, though, that the Sagan episode is when we're both hungover? It is very, yes, absolutely perfect. <laughs> no, I don't even know if I would consider myself hungover, but I guess I am because I think what I'm just feeling is dehydrated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, we, so. We did drink a lot yesterday. We, I drank more than you. For you sure. drank more than me because my body was rebelling. But, yeah. I and think, also, I'm at sea level, so I can fuck shit up now. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, I, uh, part of my issue is that I'm just old. <laughs> I mean, 37 in the grand scheme of things is obviously not actually that old, but I cannot party hardy like I used to in college, and um, walking five miles yesterday while drinking, <laughs> and then being terribly disappointed by a hockey game, yeah, man, I'm I'm feeling, and not drinking enough water at all. Yeah, like, we did not drink enough water. I tried to. I drank water at every establishment we went to, mm. but like, 
there was only so much you could replace when you're also sapping it out of you by drinking a lot of alcohol. Yeah. So. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the Dallas Stars? Do we have to? I mean, it is a third of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. and, 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 okay. Uh, I rightfully get some flack for not watching the games, but also I would just like to say I have watched two games in a relatively short span, and frankly, they both kind of sucked, even though one of them was a win. I didn't watch the game against the Blues. I was driving favor. It was, I mean, they scored. They scored five times. They scored five times, which they have not been doing, so that's a super big positive, but they certainly played very slow and not particularly offensively. Like, what happened was they scored on all of their good chances, as opposed to not scoring on the few good chances they have. I wanted to, like, reach down onto the ice last night and just shake Jamie Benn. Or was it? No, it was Tyler Sagan. When he, like, got all the way up there and then just... Oh, no, that was Jamie Benn. Was that Jamie Benn? the first first time. time. Yeah, when he got all the way up there and just, like, pinged the freaking bar instead. I was like, what is wrong with you? There's this laser precision. Oh, God, I just touched my sunburn. Oh, God, my. (laughs) This is an itch. (laughs) Also sunburned and hungover. Yeah, no. I've got a lotion for that. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a lotion for everything. (laughs) Wife left you? Lotion. (laughs) Lotion. (laughs) Sense of eucalyptus and sage to calm your soul. Oh, my God. (sighs) Um, but yeah, so I, I, the stars are playing right now, and they have been playing most of the season this way, um, that they're trying to only concentrate on what on natural stat trick calls the high danger chances. And from a mathematical perspective, what those really mean is chances in the high slot and low slot, obviously. Um, Keep but- saying the word slot. Slot. (laughs) Not like that. That is not at all what I meant. I'm so sorry I asked. But yeah, those that are very, very close in and obviously are where the most dangerous parts of the ice. And from a defensive point of view, what that means is they do actually do a pretty decent job of keeping people to the outside. I'm I'm very much quoting from memory right now, but... um, I think our high danger chances against for the team are something like eight or nine per 60, which is pretty low. There aren't many as an average. So like the league is probably around 10 and our high danger chances four per 60 on average are about 10. So if we're only looking at that particular stat, the stars are actually doing pretty okay. Like their, their percentage tilts in their favor. But the problem is, that isn't the only stat. I just got a notification from my phone that we're podcasting today. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. That isn't the only stat. And uh, frankly, by concentrating only on that, you miss a lot of the easy goals or the stupid goals, right? Like, you don't get the ones where it, like, you shoot from the point and it takes a bad like a weird deflection right because you're concentrating so hard and only getting inside 
that you miss a lot of the easy goals. That's why Corsi, the actual shots from all areas of the ice, is generally a better predictor of goals than any of the extremely stratified subsections, the binned shots. And that's not to say that XG, which takes location into account, isn't actually a very good predictor of goals, but XG takes into account all of those wide shots too. It just weights them lower because that's what it is, right? Those places are less likely to score, but they still score. Anyway, yesterday was an excellent example of the stars trying to maximize the two good looks they had on goal and not being failing to do that. And instead getting shut out by... Carolina's backup. Yeah. Listen, though, there was a positive yesterday. And the positive was the Carolina Hurricanes, dads and mentors, playing hide and seek in the box after the game. That was really cute. I like, I don't, I'm not abandoning the stars, but I'm sure shit hitching my wagon to the Carolina Hurricanes in the postseason because they're adorable Mm -hmm. and I love them. And I particularly love their post-game celebrations. Yes. Anybody? Anything that pisses off Don Cherry. (laughs) (laughs) I also love how trolly they've become, where they have, like, the bunch of jerks Mm t-shirts, and, like, their Twitter, like, their official Twitter is, like, a bunch of jerks. So hilarious. I love it. I love it. I love it also because, like, hockey in the South has been maligned for so long that now they're trying actually to do something fun and different and entertaining because, again, sports are an entertainment product. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No. <laughs> but sports are an entertainment product. And if you're not making it entertaining, and this the Carolina has gone through many, many years of the bullshit that we're seeing from the stars right now, frankly... That they have lost their fan base, so now they're trying to build that back up again through fan engagement, and they're getting shit on for it because hockey's stupid. It is. Uh, I'm just looking at Micah's uh, graphs for yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Guess who was the closest on both teams to the fun category in the 5v5 shots? Closest on both teams. Who did you almost get in a fight over? John Klingberg? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guess what line was the best possession line for the stars? Uh, the um, Sagan line? No. No. I thought they did pretty good. They did not, according oh. to this. Well, everybody did pretty bad. So. Uh, it was Andrew Cogliano. Lesperance? Lesperance, yeah. Les- well, it's not an A, it's an E. Oh. Well, you can have an E. Uh, sound with an E. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know French. Uh, and Brett Ritchie. But Brett Ritchie, Brett Ritchie was playing all over the fucking place yesterday. Yeah, but he was, mo- he, he played, he paired up mostly with them. Okay. Th- those are the biggest squares. I just remember him being on the first power play unit and just feeling like, what the fuck? Yeah. That, those power play units were so fucking bad. Yeah. So bad. Well, aside from some disappointing hockey, the stars <laughs> did do some major moves yesterday. They did. So, per our per our little hastily assembled Google Doc, I have us talking about the first trade second, but 
I feel like we can just get it over and done with. The stars added Ben Lovejoy. <laughs> Best thing about him, his Twitter handle. <laughs> Which is what? Rev Lovejoy. <laughs> oh, that's right. They call him the Reverend. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, as a Simpsons reference. So at least we know he's got a great sense of humor. He does have a great sense of humor, which is nice. It doesn't feel like he's going to detract from what we already had. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little sad to lose Hoagie. Who is adorable and a better player than anybody gives him credit for, for some fucking reason. I mean, we didn't really, due to his injuries, we didn't really get to see enough of Carrick to really Mm -hmm. make any kind of judgments. I like Carrick as a person. And I like what we saw of him in the early season. Yes. A lot. But we have no idea what what he would have been for the Stars if he played the entire season. So. Yeah. And I think... Mostly I'm going to miss, like, to, like Toronto freaking out about him. When Remember, like, the first game that he played yeah. for us and he actually scored or something like that? And every, all, all of Toronto was like... <gasps> it was so great. It was so great for me. We should make more trades to piss off Toronto. We... I mean... Yes. I mean, like, like, even for, like, depth pieces, that's fine. Well, because Connor was a depth... My best friend Connor, <laughs> Mr. Carrick, was a, was a depth piece that, like, for some reason, they just... It was such a beloved character there, which, I mean, I do understand. But, like, yeah, that's the thing that was really great about that, was that it wasn't like he was a star player. It was just that he was so beloved by the fan base. And so I'm mm. like, give me all of your... Third line beloved pieces. That's what Jim Nil likes anyway. <laughs> so yes, let's do this. Yeah. I um, but yeah. So he got sent back the other way along with a second. Wait, we gave away no. more than one. It wasn't just a one for one? It wasn't a one for one, it was a pick plus Carrick. Now I don't like it as much. And honestly, the the best case scenario, and frankly, again. I have not done my research. I don't know if he plays right or left. Um, I think he plays right, but I could be completely wrong. The best case scenario is that he gets paired up with Haskinen and Polak gets moved down to the Mm -hmm. third pair. But what's more likely to happen is that he gets put on the third pair and Fadoon, who's actually been playing quite well, gets put in the press box. Um... Except for yesterday. Fadoon had a very rough game yesterday. That's funny because in the 5v5 shot share, he is the only player in the Atlas Stars that's actually like over here in the good category. Well, that's because he plays third pairing minutes. Yeah, I'm just telling you. I mean, he's over here in the good category. Yes. (laughs) I I mean, again, I think there is definitely, uh, this is where I would say I would never bench him for this particular game. But he had a lot of mental errors yeah, and no, was he did. struggling a lot. I completely agree. Um, another another piece of trivia. <laughs> Which player on both teams was closest to bad and dull? Um, Pollock? No. Sagan? No, but that's a funny guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's a forward. Oh, okay. Um, it's a forward who hasn't scored yet this oh, year. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Val Nachushkin, so down there in dull and bad. We definitely thought he was going to score yesterday, despite us. Just, I mean, I would have been happy for a score despite us. I would. I would have been happy to be spitten. <laughs> Spited. <laughs> spitten. 
<laughs> like spitting. I like spitting better too. I would have been happy to be spitting in that in that way because then we wouldn't have been shut out. Yes, yes. I definitely thought though, like it was like we were like three minutes left, and there was no way we were coming back. And I was like, "This is when Nishishin's gonna get it. He's gonna get the the dignity goal and restore his own dignity, his own personal dignity." And then he didn't even do that. No, we've decided now that his first goal is either going to be the last stars goal of the season, or the last stars goal of the postseason that wins them the Stanley Cup. That is what we've decided. But that would mean that he had to have playing time in the playoffs. <laughs> and I don't know if that's ever happening. And that would also mean that Stars had to get to the final rounds. You know, weirder things have happened. We should probably talk about the second trade because we should probably talk we're about rambling it. a lot. We are. <laughs> we have not seen each other in a very long time. No, uh-huh. it's been since last Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. No. Wait, when did you come to to Austin? It was in May. Okay, so last May. Yeah. But it's been almost a year. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. But the stars did one thing yesterday that we were extremely happy about. There was a lot of shrieking. There was a lot of shrieking. In public. Yes, at the alumni game. At the alumni. And not just because of Alishemsky's beautiful face. And soft hands. <laughs> the stars traded for Matt Zuccarello. And it was a vintage nil. It was very vintage. No, it was like, now I'm less ashamed of the y'all got nilled thing that's yeah. still on our red bubble. That's still on my laptop. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, so they traded for Matt Zuccarello, an extremely productive and consistent forward. Um, more of a passer than a goal scorer specifically, but an extremely creative, smart player. So passing, not shooting. Passing, not shooting. <laughs> Um, but put him on a line with Sagan and, and it'll go. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm really excited. But yeah, so the picks that we gave up for Zuccarello are conditional. So we gave up a second round pick, which, uh, if the stars win two playoff rounds and Zuccarello plays in 50% of all of those games, that becomes a first round pick in 2019. We also gave up a third round pick which i believe is a 2023rd it is because we gave the other third for lovejoy it wasn't a second it was a third um which is whatever so it's a 2023rd and that becomes a 2021st if matt zuccarello resigns because he's a ufa after this season yes he is a true rental so which it's nice that the it's nice to see that they believe that the stars are buyers and not sellers at the trade deadline mhm because We've seen GMs read that wrong before. Yep. Real wrong. Yep. I really... We've been talking... I mean, listen back to our episodes. We've been talking about getting Matt Zuccarello on this team for years. Yes. And he was honestly one of my absolute favorite rentals they could have gotten. Yeah. Like, the two people I really, really liked were... Mark Stone and Matt Zuccarello, though I wouldn't have minded Duchesne because he is a center. Right. And we do have some holes there but that's what she said (laughs) you're welcome thank you you. (laughs) uh but i'm i'm very very happy and we actually have a listener question that we might want to address we actually have a lot of listener questions about the trade deadline and the trades oh i mean just a bunch of people screaming why um but zuccarello or sorry zuccarello asks (laughs) christopher asks Talk me off the ledge, as Josh Lyle pointed out, uh, quotes, traded third, fourth, and seventh round picks for Alexiak and Lovejoy. 
Adding a 31-year-old forward with 11 goals for even more picks doesn't sit well. Also, I know if JN is back in 1920, he'll suggest Hansel is the 2C. Um, okay. Christopher. Christopher. Number one, the stars need creativity and scoring. And they need people who know how to fucking pass. Did you watch yesterday's game? It was a shit show in the passing front. Yeah, like even Klingberg, who was the closest to fun of all of the teams, <laughs> did not have a particularly great showing as far as passes were no, concerned. They hate early games a lot, and it showed yesterday. They it were, was so bad. They were skating through syrup. It was awful. Molasses, which is even stickier. It was awful. Um, but number two, if you want to talk about picks, one, he has given up, um, I think it's just a second. Hang on. I can actually look this up real quick. We are only missing a, this year, a second round pick, a third round pick, and a seventh round pick. Mm-hmm. So we still get to pick in the first round, conditionally. And if we lose that pick, it's because we made it past two rounds of the playoffs. We made it, we made it to the either the Western Conference Finals or the fucking Stanley Cup Finals. Right. And that would give us back our second round pick. So yeah. then we would have a second, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'd still have four of the seven picks. Yeah. No matter what happens this year, we will have four picks. It's not like Jim Neal has traded away the farm. Number two, if we're going to talk about picks, we need to talk about their fucking drafting. Yeah. Like, here's where I'm at. We are getting the best goaltending the Stars have gotten in years. Yes. We're playing pretty dang well defensively. Like, average to good on even a bad night. Like, Carolina won 3 nothing, but they only got something like 30 shots. Yeah, like no. that, they they didn't like the, the shots were a lot more. I just looked at them. The shots were a lot more even than they were midway through the game because the oh, stars yeah. got fourteen shots in the last period. They finally showed up, but but before that, it was only like ten. Yeah, they they went into the third period with eleven shots for. Um, no, it was ten. It was ten shots for. Oh shit! Well, yeah, I was looking at the jumbotron. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, so like they're pretty good defensively. They're getting excellent goaltending. And if we're going to go for it, we have to do it now. Mm -hmm. We have to do it now. Like, sitting back and waiting means that we're just going to waste what we've got going with Dobby and Bishop. Mm -hmm. And that would be a sin. Absolutely. And we're in a playoff spot. And while we're not particularly good, you know, practicing my optimism, we could go two rounds. But compared to our competition, that's unlikely. But we gotta try. You've gotta try. <laughs> Listen like, to you. <laughs> you've gotta try. When you've got the hot goaltending, when you've got a good defense, and what you're missing is creativity and offense. Yes, there is some coaching stuff that I think that Monty really needs to fucking work out in his brain. But you've got to try. Because if you don't try, then it's you're just setting yourself up for a rebuild, basically. And they've had really shitty drafting and you've got to have good drafting to rebuild mm-hmm. it's been their achilles heel mm-hmm. how many how many first round picks have we like fucked up a lot a lot and now now jack campbell is over <laughs> saving the la kings from being in literally the last spot <laughs> yeah 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 so, so that's where we're at um 
Now, as far as your second part of the question, I think if Jim Neal was back in 1920, he'll suggest that Hans was the 2C. Okay, so next year is a weird one for me because you keep saying 1920, and I know you mean... 2019, 2020, but saying 1920 makes it sound like we're going to like Prohibition era hockey. <laughs> and so I'm just like, yeah, let's go to the speakeasy and talk about <laughs> our picks. Sorry, keep going. Uh, I don't think anybody is deluding themselves that Martin Hansel is going to be a 2C next year. No. No. They haven't even been trying to play him like he's a 2C. Mm-mm. Not even when he was healthy. Yeah. He was 4C, 3C. Yeah. Um... I do think they might be counting on uh, Rupe Hintz or uh, Jason Dickinson to really step up and become that 2C a little bit more than I am willing to count on either of those guys being that person. Um, But it's conceivable. Yeah. I keep forgetting Hintz exists. It took me a while to remember who 24 was. Oh, absolutely. I know it's not Jordy Ben, but I want it to be Jordy Ben. But it's not Jordy Ben. I Who also did not even recognize Cogliano. Like, there were, there were numbers when I'd look at it and be like, oh, right, that's Como. Como was the one every time, actually. It was pretty much like, who the fuck is that? Oh, it's Blake Como. God. We had a heckler behind us. Who kept heckling all of the wrong people. And I can't, couldn't tell if it was just because those were the people whose name he knew. But, like, man, he hated Spezza and Klingberg a lot. I almost I almost got into a fight. I, it was... So, like, he would yell something, and then Carolyn would, like, he, he yelled to Miro Heiskanen once um, that he was, like, starting to look like Klingberg, and it was like, if only he started to look like Klingberg. But, like, yeah, then Carolyn started yelling, not at the top of her lungs, but pretty loud about how... Klingberg was the best player on the team. So it was great. I was like, please fight him. Let's go. We, we had somebody who was already posting up bail money. And I was like, let's go. And I, de- I definitely didn't let it go either. I have it still not letting it go. No, that's fine. I don't believe it should be let go for the rest of Let that anger and hatred fester in your heart forever. Saltmates for life. <laughs> she just made the hashtag. I did with my fingers. <laughs> Which you can see because we're doing this in the same room. It's so great. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Dallas isn't the only team that has done something at the trade deadline. The other big mover and shaker so far has been Columbus, who snagged not only Matt Duchesne, uh, but Ryan Seacrest? Single? <laughs> I don't know how you say his last name. It's got a DZ in it. Um, yeah. I don't either then. Dingle. Ryan Dingle. <laughs> the Z is silent. The Z, the Z is now silent. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to say that man's last name either. Literally no one is allowed to make fun of me for that one. It is a D-Z. How do you spell it? D-Z-I-N-G-E-L. Zingle. Zingle. I don't know if that's worse than Dingle or not. <laughs> Zingle. Zingle. Zingel. <laughs> With a hard G. With a hard G. <laughs> hey, sir, please call into the podcast. You know how to say your last name. <laughs> We're recording this live, right? <laughs> Are you all right over there? Nope. 
Yeah, no, but that that's what they did. They they added two players from the Ottawa Senators uh, the day before they, or the day that they played the Ottawa Senators. I saw that. I thought that was hysterical because <laughs> like it happened on Friday and I have I have a new mm-hmm. co-worker on my team who is a hockey co-worker, not a Stars co-worker, mm-hmm. um, but he grew up in Michigan and loves the Red Wings. So we talk about his Red Wings being in the basement of the league this year and mm-hmm. How frustrating that's been for him. And then um, when the Matthew Shane thing hit, I was like, oh, let me wheel <laughs> over to his desk and talk about Matthew. Like, holy crap, Matthew Shane. Wait, did you like literally like just roll your chair that way? Okay, I need you to know that nobody in my team stands up when we move around <laughs> to other desks. Literally. So yeah, no, we will wheel each other to our, over to each other's <laughs> desks and like sit there and talk for a minute and then wheel ourselves back. No, that absolutely is how we do in my team. <laughs> It's hysterical because, like, we're kind of spread along this hallway. So we're, like, not even just wheeling over to, like, right next to us, but we're wheeling, like, 40 feet that way. (laughs) It's amazing. That's a calf workout. It is. It is. And I have actually run into somebody before, but I haven't stopped doing it. So (laughs) the person I ran into is on my team, and honestly, she should have known better. But she was very like she was. She stopped a minute and then she's like, "I'm filing workman's comp." And I was like, <laughs> Good luck. It's not part of our job, but you know. <laughs> oh, that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I I thought they gave up a lot for Duchesne, which was a first and then a conditional first, if I remember correctly, uh-huh. um, as well as some prospects. But the prospects, um, other people. Uh, some people are like... Wait, did they do picks or was it just prospects? It was both picks and prospects. Okay, because I, when I saw it reported, it was just pick prospects, but... They definitely have picks in there, because I thought it was a lot. <laughs> the prospects, honestly, like, didn't move the needle for me, but it, I'm pretty confident it was a first, like, a for real first this year, and then Abramov and Davidson, and then a conditional first if he resigns. Mm-hmm. Going back the other way was, I think, a lower pick and a nothing prospect as well. Uh, my question is really, do you think, and I know CBJ is actually doing pretty well right now. If you look at the Eastern Conference, which we never really do, yeah. they're in, the, like, they're number three in the Metro. Um, they have 73 points in 61 games. They've got a positive goal differential. They've won two in a row. They've won seven of their last ten. Like, they're doing really well. And they did offload Anthony Duclair for Ryan. Do you remember when Anthony Duclair was, like, really exciting? <laughs> and supposed to be amazing? And now he's been, like, this is, like, his third team? Yeah. He what didn't happened? even get re-signed, but he was playing for the Blackhawks and didn't get re-signed. What happened? Um, I don't know. I think he was probably not as good as anybody ever thought. I mean, so he... If you look at his, like, stats, he actually is a pretty decent, okay player, Uh but he's not a good defensive player, and everybody thinks his defense is what's important. Gotcha. Maybe I'm just being a downer on Columbus, because I don't watch them enough, ever. I don't watch them ever. What? I keep... I feel like it's weird to me that they've been doing well, because I feel like every time I see Allison tweet, she's tweeting about a loss. Yeah. I don't feel like I've seen a I've seen her tweet about a win, but maybe I'm just not looking at Twitter when, when they're winning. I don't know, but like every single time I feel like I've noticed them, they've been losing. So I just assumed they were doing shitty this year. 
Well, that and, I mean, from a psychological perspective, people notice bad things more than they notice good things. True, true. So. But, I mean, like, I don't associate good and bad with Columbus. Yeah. I guess. I I mean, I know that losing is bad in general. (laughs) Well aware of that, but I have no emotional attachment to that. Right, right. But, no, like, I mean, you notice bad parking jobs and not good parking jobs, right? Like, Mm -hmm. even if it has nothing to do with you emotionally. You're just like, that asshole just parked over the line. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you pass it in the parking lot. You yeah. don't ever go, oh, this person parked in between the lines. Like they're supposed to do. Perfectly. <laughs> well, I could make out, take out a ruler and measure on either side of the wheels and it would just be perfect. <laughs> exactly. I My question to you is, knowing that Columbus is actually pretty deece. Do please, you, please stop saying deece. I don't. Say it even that often. You say it enough. (laughs) Sorry, keep going. What? Uh, Knowing that Columbus is pretty okay, do you think Matt Duchesne gets them to the Stanley Cup final? Uh, She's making so many faces right now. (laughs) I mean, it seems about as plausible as anything, right? Like, sure, why not? Like, if if they're decent enough, Mm -hmm. if they're decent enough already... (laughs) Like, Matthew Shane's not going to hurt anything. He's only going to help something. So, mm-hmm. like, why not? Sure. But nobody is getting past Tampa Bay. So, like, I, like, no. <laughs> but also, maybe. Yeah. Like, if, if he's the, I mean, if, if all they needed was one more interjection of, like, a good player onto their already mm-hmm. decent team. But, like. Tampa Bay has been so dominant yeah. this season. I think they're ready for another trip to the final. And depending on who comes out of the West, comes out of the West, I this might be the East's year again. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, I could, I could, I could see it just about as much as anything, except for Tampa Bay. Yeah. Unless something happens that knocks them out, like... Unless Vasilevsky gets injured. Right. Something that like that. that. That would do it. That would right. do it. Okay. I knocked on wood for you, Tampa Bay. And I almost knocked the... <laughs> almost knocked the... Uh, the mic over. The mic off. All right. We have one last thing before we can get to happy things. Oh, Lord. What is the last thing? Today in Oilers news. No. <laughs> <laughs> do it. What is it? No, you know all about this already. Uh, did you ever expect to see the day when player safety would actually suspend the league's best player? No, I honestly didn't. I did not. But I also haven't seen the video of what he did. I mean, it was a clear headshot. Like, it was like a... Mostly I didn't expect to see the day that the league's best player took a headshot against another player. Like, an obvious headshot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there have been times when the best player in the NHL has certainly, like... Done some shady Done shit. some shady shit, but, like, a super obvious headshot? Like, how often does that happen from one of your star players? No, it really doesn't. I so, mean, Brad Marchand, but, like... Is, are we calling him a star player? He's very good. Fuck Brad Marchand. I didn't say don't do that. I just said... Not the nice, fun kind of fucking Brad Marchand, either. Yes, but the fuck off Brad Marchand. The fuck off Brad Marchand. I would not have expected Connor McDavid to actually take a headshot, is what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. I would not have expected him to do that. The fact that he got suspended for it, like, wasn't it only two games? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the fact that he got suspended for it for two games is kind of like, 
it's two games. It's a slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. He's already at 85 points for the year. You know, like. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> you know? So I bring that up specifically to bring up what we saw yesterday. So there was a uh, Battle of Pittsburgh Stadium Series rematch yesterday. And Wayne Simmons. I'm not surprised that Wayne Simmons. (laughs) Wayne Simmons, who is on the trade block and has come up a lot in trade rumors, basically took Brian Dumoulin's head off. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. So. He sure did. I haven't been on Twitter a whole lot this morning yet. Mike uh, Milbury called it a good clean hit. So obviously it was not a good clean hit. Yeah. Also, <laughs> fuck Mike Milbury. <laughs> but go, no. be- go beat someone with your shoe. <laughs> um, but not the good clean kind of fucking <laughs> 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 Mike Milbury. <laughs> but not the good kind clean kind of beating somebody with your shoe. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Wait, I have some questions. So seeing, knowing that Connor McDavid <laughs> got suspended two days for his headshot very recently. Mm-hmm. How many days do you think Wayne Simmons will get? Has Wayne Simmons Wayne Simmons is Wayne Simmons a repeat offender on the under the rules of the CBA? I have no idea. I, that's, would, I feel yes, but I could be wrong. Because I mean, like, I it depends. I don't I don't know enough about Wayne Simmons' history with this, with like. He's definitely uh He's been suspended before. He's definitely a fighter. Like yeah. he's not afraid to scrap. So. so I mean I feel like he probably gets more. I don't have any like again, not having seen what I I've seen mm-hmm. Simmons headshot. I did not see Connor McDavid's. Right. So I can't judge like which one was worse just personally. Mm-hmm. Um but knowing that this was Connor McDavid's I, I first would say defense. Absolutely Simmons is worse. Oh, okay. Well then knowing that, that was Connor McDavid's first offense and this is not Wayne Simmons' first offense. I would expect Wayne Simmons to get more. I I can't predict how many how many more mm-hmm. just because it's fucking player safety and they don't seem to be consistent about anything. Yeah, and frankly, like I haven't been on Twitter this morning, so he I don't know if they've had the like Wayne Simmons gets a hearing. Hang on, let me Google. I mean, let me search it on Twitter real quick. Weird. It's all about uh him taking a moment to soak in his last his last game as a flyer, and I'm like, fuck off, bud. There hasn't been anything about player safety. Maybe he won't get one. I'd fucking suspend the shit out of that. I would, too. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The NHL Trump says, The Wayne Simmons hit was totally and completely a hard hockey play and did not receive a second glance from the Department of NHL Player Safety. Sadly, little Gary Bettman has taken a tough sport and is trying to make it soft. Playing hockey comes with risk! Exclamation point. Who the fuck is that? The NHL Trump. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Clearly a parody account, but... Yeah, oh yeah. Either way, uh, NHL player safety has not... Not tweeted. Not not talked about at all. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. Do you want to talk about happy things? Let's talk about happy things. I'll go first. Okay. Um, I, have a, I have a lot of hockey... Ha- hockey things? Happy things, because it's been four weeks since we've talked... Like, yeah, it has. Last. So, the first happy thing is the thing that we missed the last podcast for, which was me being in England... Mm-hmm. and hanging out with my sister and her children and running her all around London. Um, so I won't talk about the entire trip, but the happiest of happy things there was, A, seeing my family, but B, going to Windsor Castle and touring Windsor Castle, and that was the best day. Mm-hmm. And not only because it was the only day that we did not have Lillian with us throwing fits every five minutes, <laughs> Lillian being my niece. Um, she's two, and she's a very... Two, two, <laughs> like it's it's intense. 
But um, we got a babysitter of her the day we went to Windsor, and it was great. And then, obviously, this is a happy thing. Daily double happy thing. Daily double happy thing. This has been a great weekend. Like it I really has. Love the Moodorati. Yes. Um, it's our secret nickname, which is not so secret for a secret club that is not so secret of Stars fans. Um, but uh, we hung out on Friday night and watched House Hunters and did a House Hunters bingo. It was so fucking hilarious, which was amazing. I just. <laughs> I don't know if Jason's going to listen to this podcast, but I do know that he listens sometimes, uh, probably all the times. But um, the fact that he has gone from the <laughs> weird internet guy who offered to buy me a beer to, like, I went over to his house and played, like, House Hunters Bingo <laughs> is one of the great, like, friendship progressions of this modern era. Oh, yeah. I love Jason to death. Uh, so I don't know if you guys remember, but back when we had Holly on the podcast over the summer, Jason's question for us was, what's your favorite kind of cookie? Which led to a raisin debate. <laughs> because Carolyn's disgusting. <laughs> and now she's choking and dying and probably choking on leftover raisins. Um but, uh, yeah, so the answers that we gave to that question are the cookies that Jason greeted us with on Friday night, so. And it was so great, because I, so my plane got in late, and then I had to take an Uber from the airport, and originally we were going to meet up here at the hotel, and I was going to check us in, and then we were going to go over there, and so I just went straight to his house, I hadn't eaten since, like, 1 p.m., and it was, like, already 9, and I walk in, and I'm like, ooh, chocolate crinkle cookies! <laughs> Mine was a little sneakier because you can't really tell that there's a snicker in these cookies from the outside. But but Jason brought me two cookies and he was like, eat these. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll eat a cookie. And then I was like, wait, is there a Snickers in here? And he looked at me and was like, do you remember that podcast you did? And I was like, I almost started crying. I was so excited. It was, like, so, it was cute. so sweet. I don't know. And I, uh, yeah, it was a really fucking fun weekend. Really fucking fun weekend. In fact, the worst part was the Stars game, which is why we came out here in the first place. But, positives, it was really great to see Robert C. Alashemsky again. Yes! <laughs> that, was, that was absolutely a highlight. Um, well, the, the other highlight was, like, Robert finally turning around so that, like, Hemsky could see <laughs> the Hemsky on the back of his jersey, and then Pat pressing him against the glass. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh man, that was beautiful. Uh, my other favorite highlights was uh, Jason pulled out of the closet not one but two Mooderous jerseys. Yes, <laughs> and he goes, two Mooderous, one couple." <laughs> oh, so good. So. Oh my god. Good. So yeah, this is a really good weekend. This is a really, really good weekend, and. I have to fly home. I have to drive. I mean, oh, shit. Third good thing that happened in the last couple of weeks. I have had my, well, not me personally, my sister-in-law birthed my sixth nephew and eighth nibbling. His name is Callan. Yay, babies. Yay, babies. So, yeah, I'm going to get to see him this afternoon. Because you're getting on a plane. And I was like, I'm driving home. No, I'm driving to Midlothian to see a baby. Yay. Yay. Happiness all around. And I'm also very excited because next weekend is my mommy-daughter weekend in Denver. We're going to go see the Dior exhibits. 
Cool. And we're going to have like a self-care night and we're going to order Indian and do like masks and all that shit. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to have to deal with a plumbing disaster in my bathroom this week. So that's not a happy thing. But next week I don't have anything planned except driving favor. And I'm I'm, going to my nephew's Pinewood Derby. So I'm very excited that the weekends after that I have nothing planned. Nice. Nothing. I'm just going to clean my house and relax. Yeah. Because... These first two months have been go, 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 and I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I know. Same. I, th- there's been a lot of travel and a lot of... February in particular was absolutely brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So. For sure. Yeah. Do you want to answer some listener questions? Yeah, let's get it. All right. Andrew, Too Cool for Cali, LA, asks, what percent of the NHL is colorblind, and do the stars take that into account when acquiring players? Okay, so first of all, I have no idea. I don't even know what percentage of the general population is colorblind. I don't either. That sounds like we should do a quick Google. We have um, great capability. Colorblindness affects about 12% of men and 1 in 200 women. So I guess there, there has to be something. There has to be some colorblind people in the NHL. I don't wonder how they handle that. It's 12%, yeah. so there's like 750 players in the NHL, yeah. so it probably affects close to 80 people. Yeah. Huh. Now, obviously, no one cares about it when they trade for players. No. And I know this question only came up because we wanted people to wear... We wanted, to we wanted a Christmas game. We wanted a Christmas game. <laughs> so, I don't. if you guys didn't watch the game last night, the Carolina Hurricanes were wearing their red jerseys, so the Stars were in their white jerseys, which I think is why they played so terribly. Agreed. I think they... I think we they're were, a way white staff their will to live. I think so, too, because they're not good. No. How can you be proud of that jersey? You can't. No. If it's If it's about the name on the front... Well, then you got to wear the green jersey. Yeah. I mean, I don't under, I like, I don't understand why we made that accommodation. I don't understand why, why that happened. I don't like it. And mm-hmm. I will not stand for it again. Never again. Granted, we never play Carolina again because we've, we've already played twice. twice. <laughs> and uh, we wore our whites and lost both times. Both times. Correlation. Equals causation. <laughs> Implied causation. <laughs> but like our home away record is fucking stark. It's hilarious. We are 19-10-2 at home and 11-16-3 away. And we know for a fact we've worn whites for all the away games and we've worn greens for all the home games but one. And that game was a loss. A 3-0 loss against their backup goalie. Mm-hmm. So we're not saying, but we're saying. <laughs> I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. <laughs> Corny asks, why is Jim Nil the worst? How dare he make me all happy with that Zuccarello steal and then crush my hopes and dreams of replacing Brett Ritchie with an actual NHL player? And related. Randall asks, why is Ritchie allowed to even get on the bus, much less into the arena, much less into the locker room, much less into his equipment, much less onto the ice, much less onto the first power play unit? And that is a good goddamn question. (laughs) What the fuck is he doing on the power play? Welcome to Deep in the Heart of Hockey, Randall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate your contributions we as do. a listener. Absolutely. Uh, Brett Ritchie. Brett Ritchie. Remember when he was baby rookie Brett Ritchie? I, simpler times. Simpler, happier times. Well, he's large. Yep. Um, He fights. Does do that. He takes a lot of penalties. He's like 
the new Roussel, but not as good. Yeah. Well, honestly, he might be about the same as Roussel was, but the difference is that Roussel only ever really played on the third line, except for that season when all of our people were injured and he had to play on the first line. Like, Roussel was never trusted to be anything more than Roussel except in emergency! And he was never put on the first power play unit. And he was never on the first power play unit. What they're doing with Richie is treating him like a good prospect, when A, he's not even a fucking prospect. Nope. And B, he has not done anything to earn that trust. No. Zero. Zero. I don't... I can't answer your question because I don't understand it. Yeah. I, I think what they see is somebody who plays a physical game, and they like that. Because if there's anything we know about Jim Nill, it's that he's old school. Like, he likes physical defensemen because that's what he was when he played. Mm-hmm. And I think he sees that in Brett Ritchie and enjoys that. But what's weird is that Nill doesn't seem to have the same block about forwards that he does about defensemen. Like, he's 100% okay with trading for Matt Zuccarello, who is famously short. And tiny. And, you know, like... There's a reason he's called a hobbit. Yeah, like, I mean, yes, he's a little bit of a spitfire, but physical play isn't, like, his style of play. Like, it's not the first I'm thing. sorry, did you not see that body slam he did on Chara? Yes, it's, <laughs> go- it's gorgeous. I adore him. It's adorable. But it's not, like... When you, when you look... or When you describe Matt Zuccarello's play to somebody, physical isn't the first descriptor that comes to mind. No. Although that would be hilarious. He is not afraid of physicality, but it's not like his go-to. Right. The way it is with Richie. Right. So I don't get it. I don't. He doesn't. He Nil seems fine with drafting or drafting and playing forwards that are. Listen, friends, sometimes you ask these questions and all we can do is guess. And our best guess that Nil's just dumb. No, my best guess is P-tape. It's a joke. It's P-tape. It's a P-tape. It's yeah, definitely P-tape. Brett Ritchie has a P-tape. We've already talked about those guys. We already have. Yeah, absolutely. It's P-tape. Yeah, listen back to our old episodes. We've already, we've, we've talked about Brett Ritchie before. Russian interference. Yes. That's why Valna Jushkin came back. That's why Valna Jushkin's still here. That's what it is. It's the P-tape. <laughs> Okay, C asks, uh, shenanigans question, what happens to Jordy Ben at the end of his contract year, uh, or his contract this year? Do we see him in the NHL next year? I think, yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, I think, obviously, I think he's lost a little bit of value, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got, like, a one or two year deal, like, a million. Yeah. I could see him taking a lower contract. Might even be with Montreal. I think they like him. But I... I say that not really knowing where Montreal is at right now. Well, if, they, if he was going to stay with Montreal, don't you think they would have resigned him already? No, not necessarily. They oh. might be working like through other cap stuff. Okay. Or seeing if one of their baby defensemen is like ready to go. Like you know, there's there's always, especially when you're talking about a depth player, because I think at this point in time, Jordy Ben is nothing more than a depth player. Right. There is less of a rush. To make sure that they are locked down. <laughs> Maybe he quits and goes and plays baseball instead. I think it's a little old to be starting a new Tell that to Michael Jordan. Who famously did very well in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Jordan can do it. Jordan, do you remember that story? 
story. I mean, I don't know how much truth there is to that story, but there was a story going around that because, um, like, both Jamie and Jordy played both sports when they were kids, right? And Jamie stuck with hockey, where Jordy was actually better at baseball, but right. Jordy stuck with with hockey too because of Jamie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's true or not. I've heard that. Okay, well, I mean, I know I've heard it. I just don't yeah. know if I've heard it from like Tumblr or actual reliable sources. Um, we know for a fact. They have both talked about being huge baseball fans. Yes. And we know they both played baseball. And we know they both played baseball, but I feel like that's a reputable source that said that Jordy was better at baseball than hockey. Okay. Okay. Then I still think he should go and play baseball. Can you imagine, though, like, if he does that in the summers just for funsies, like, he retires from hockey and then goes and plays, like rec league baseball how much that would totally fuck up the like competition structure of rec league baseball have like a former professional athlete on your team (laughs) a lot (laughs) that would be so great (laughs) yeah well it was kind of funny watching the alumni game yesterday like watching the um like because alex hemsky and a couple of the other guys are only like alex hemsky is not technically even retired he's just not in a contract yeah and so like the other guys who are also like you know only very recently retired retired like trying to pull back a little (laughs) and playing with like because they were playing against youth league coaches Mm -hmm. uh from the dallas area and and then they had, you know, a couple of the older, older dudes on their team and Ludwig without his helmet and, you know, whatever. Belfour in his full cage. Oh, in his full cage. It was so cute. <laughs> I was like, somebody, who was, we were sitting, I was sitting here with somebody and they were like, look at his full cage. I was like, gotta protect the head. You only get one head. You only get the one head. And he is not a young man anymore. So, yeah, so it was, but then there were a couple of times where they just kind of let go and like, like, <laughs> All speed ahead. Yeah. Um, which was great. But yeah, that, that I imagine that being Jordy playing on like a rec league summer baseball team. <laughs> like just wailing on people. The Jordy and Juices. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. Um, but yeah, I could say, I think it'll be in the NHL next year. Yeah. So, somebody I, always needs a third pair defenseman. Yeah. I don't see him. I don't see anything happening there. I don't know how much longer he'll be in the NHL, but next year, sure. Yeah. Um, the best Shaney in all the land asks, number one, why do some fans want the stairwell shitter on the stars? Would he really make that big of a difference? And the organization has enough problems without that stigma. Number two, is there any way the league or whoever will get Austin, Texas, Austin, Texas native Gary Clark Jr. to perform at the Winter Classic instead of the lame, cliched country act? Let's answer those in order. Number one. Um, let's talk about who the stairwell shitter is. Yes, if you would like to retell this story. Because, like, both of us did not remember this story. Uh, Kevin Hayes, <laughs> when Kevin Hayes was in college, went to, a, went to a party at which he got super wasted, left the party, went into a stairwell, took a dump in the stairwell, and then woke up in the bathrooms on the first floor completely naked, and then walked home in a garbage bag. And all of this happened right before one of the semifinal games, um, one of the big semifinal games in the playoffs, uh, in college playoffs, whatever that's called. I don't watch enough college hockey, um, or any, to be precise. And uh, he didn't get to play because there was a campus incident report and blah, blah, blah. So he had to sit out. Um, of a game because he shat in a stairwell and then got naked in a first floor bathroom. 
Which, honestly, like, there's no part of that story that's not the most hilarious part. Yeah. But, like, also... I was about to say, who amongst us has not shat in a stairwell? (laughs) I've never shat in a stairwell. But, I, like, I certainly made some big honking mistakes in college. Mm -hmm. They just didn't cost, like, me sitting out of, like, one of the biggest games of my career... Of my college career, but that's also because I didn't play sports in college. So, like, you know, you win some, you lose some. Um, and since I didn't remember the college pooping story, I'm sure that it would have been fine if we'd gotten Kevin Hayes. I think people want Kevin Hayes because he's a center, and as we've previously discussed, we have a... Oh, is he good? Is he high enough for a second C, though? No. See, that's the thing. But that's why people want him. Yeah. Like, ooh, center on the trade market. Yeah. Um, but he's more ideally suited to a 3C, kind of like how Charlie Coyle was, is now the Bruins 3C. Um, what I need is for the Oilers to start running Ryan Nugent Hopkins or Leon Dryside a lot of town. Well, that might happen. <laughs> They're already trying to run Connor McDavid out of town, so. Connor McDavid's trying to run himself out of town. Did you see him? He's like, look at me, I'm a thug. <laughs> I will, t- I mean, I will actually stop hating Connor McDavid if he comes to the stars. Is that incentive enough for you, sir? Her hate is a powerful weapon. It is. And then the second question, which was what? Uh, Gary Clark Jr. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't either. So therefore, probably not a big enough draw for the winter classic. Sorry, Shani. But I think, too, more of the question is the reason that they have to have somebody cliched or they always do somebody cliched is because the cliched people are big draws. Yeah. Yeah, which is For the general populace. Right, because as much as we... The same general populace that willingly reads James Patterson. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only slightly judging you if you're one of them. Um, Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen asks, will anything actually interesting happen before the trade deadline? Answer was yes. Yeah. She did ask this prior to prior to no, yesterday. I know. I know. This is, uh, dead. um, will anything more interesting happen than what just happened? I don't know. Well, um, Nils said, well, okay. Like as far as the stars go, Nils said he's done, mm-hmm. which I'm actually comfortable with. Me too. With, like, because Zuccarello was a real good ad. Super good. And I'm very happy about it. Ben Lovejoy is a, I mean. Is an ad. There he is. <laughs> cool, I guess. Um, number two. How can we get the U.S. women's national team to stop taking so many penalties? Felt like maybe half of the rivalry series was played at 5-5. Five and five. Hmm. Well... I have a suggestion, but no one's going to like it. Stop playing Brianna Decker. (laughs) Or most of those hers. Uh, I don't know about most, but she is certainly one to take a penalty. (laughs) She's a little spitfire. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think think the thing about um, U.S. hockey, and this is true as much for the men's team as it is for the women's team is that like we talk about physical play the u.s is never afraid to go hard and that's what she said yeah to the canadians to the canadians uh and as much as women's hockey doesn't have hitting 
the U.S. will still go into the corner and fetch that puck and shove people around and, like, that kind of thing. So, and that's true of the men's team, too. When they build those men's teams, it's generally not as much for skill as you would want it to be. What do you think about that? Um, This has nothing to do with that question. Um, That quote from someone that I saw a couple of weeks ago. It was from a hockey player talking about, like, the friendships between the Canadians and the Americans. Uh, Cassie Campbell. That's who it was. Pascal or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember her last, her married name. I don't either. <laughs> um, I think that's stupid. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I mean, she was talking about how she didn't like how that the the U.S. team and the Canadian team were, like, friends and close and that sort of thing. But she's also one of those people who has been advocating for one league. It's like, if you can't, you can't talk about how you want the rivalry between Canadians and the U.S. to be bitter and... Anim- you know, with tons of animosity and then also be like, but we also need to play together in one league. Yeah. Because some, th- then Americans are going to go play in Canada and Canadians are going to come play in America. Right? Also, national teams are where friendships bloom because let's all remember what happened in the 2014 Olympics when Claude Giroux and Sidney Crosby were suddenly on the same team. Right. <laughs> that was honestly one of the best things to come out. I mean, other than Jamie Benn scoring goals. Uh, that was the best thing to come out of the Sochi Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, frankly, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, no. But that was fucking stupid. Yeah. Maybe she's just mad she didn't get invited to Megan Duggan's wedding. Ooh. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> All right. Your turn. Last ones. Last questions. Well, there's two questions. Last questions. Jason of Damn and Jason Fame asks, I will begin with this for now. Given that you are recording this before deadline day, what is the one trade that occurred on deadline day that surprised you the most? What are your feelings on the rustic yurt style of home? Also, could you live on a boat? Okay. Uh, trade deadline surprising predictions. Um, Connor McDavid. I was going to say. <laughs> I was literally about to say. Yeah, Connor McDavid. Uh, Connor McDavid to the stars and one more for one trade with Brett Ritchie. Done and done. <laughs> Gritty to the penguins. <laughs> Do they even have a mascot? Yeah, his name is Pet is uh, Iceberg. Okay, Gritty to the penguins for Iceberg. <laughs> one for one. One for one. Yes. There were people who were like, I don't remember how we got on this topic yesterday at dinner, but we were talking about Gritty and like, it was like, somebody was like, I can't believe like they let him... Or, no, we were talking about the Bailey, the L.A. Kings mascot, being angry that Gritty got to, like, do all this shit at the stadium Zip line into the stadium. And apparently that Bailey wasn't allowed at the stadium series. When they were doing the L.A. Kings one. But, like, also, like, more people know who Gritty is than Connor McDavid. That's true. That's true. Gritty is a national sensation. Yeah. You know it's not a national sensation? Hockey. (laughs) That's true. Like, Gritty has been on the talk show rounds. Like, there are some hard truths I need you to accept the rest of the NHL, and that is that you don't matter. (laughs) But Gritty does. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. I know. (laughs) It's true. Sorry, not sorry. Like, just just face up the fa- face and facts. It's fine. You'll you'll get through it. We'll all get through it together. 
I think maybe it's more of like the baby boomer section of the NHL needs to accept this because millennials have been dealing with our own existential crises for our entire lives. Basically. That's like the millennial like state of being. And I feel like any of us looking around at this sport could have told you that Gritty would be more exciting than Connor McDavid. Yeah. Well, because Gritty was never told to not have a personality. <laughs> Gritty was never told that, and Gritty does have a personality. He does. And a fantastic obsession with Claude Giroux. Yeah, which is hysterical. <laughs> so good. And I don't like his belly button. I was about to go out. with, and he has a belly button. <laughs> oh, it creeps me out so much. I don't like it. What are your feelings on the rustic yurt style of home? See, here's the thing, because I would never live in a tent full time, but I really like the idea of having this like, not compound per se, but like this little, this little structure that is your bedroom. And then you leave that little structure and go over here and this little structure is your kitchen. And then you leave that structure and this over here is your, like that appeals to me for reasons I can't really articulate. I don't know why, Mm -hmm. but I like that whole like kind of spread out, like going outdoors kind of a thing like that for some reason. I'm like, yes, let's do that. But I wouldn't want it to be a tent. I would love to do that as like an Airbnb getaway. Yeah, maybe not make it my, like, home forever. Like a three-day weekend to have this, like, weird, fun experience elsewhere. I could do that. I could take I could take a bath looking out at, like... I would love to do that. Yeah. Where other people couldn't see me. Like, I wouldn't yeah. want people to be able to look back at me. So, I guess if it were only a three-day weekend, I could do a tent. I could do the yurt. But... Not, like, as a permanent dwelling. If I were doing this in a permanent dwelling style, I could still do all of that, but I would want walls made of something. Um, I'm going to vote no on permanent dwelling. Ever. No. That's fine. No. 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 That's fine. Too much like camping. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. I, w- I wouldn't want a tent. I would want actual. I, w- I would want actual walls. I don't. Yeah. No. I, st- I would want all of I wouldn't my- even mind them being in a circle. I would, I, I I would want all of my stuff to be in one place. Fair enough. But could you live on a boat? I could live on a boat. I think that would be kind of fun. So I had this old boss when I lived in Oklahoma who was a dick, but he had a brother who, was it his brother or his sister? Doesn't matter. He had a sibling that lived full time in a boat and just sailed around your, just sailed around the world. Mm-hmm. And they had a kid who also sailed around the world with them and homeschooled. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, went fucking everywhere on this boat. And I was like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I don't know that I'd want to go out in, like, deep water. I would I would be the kind of person that would just sail up and down the coastline because I want to be within sight of, like, land all the time. Yeah. But because I'm kind of a weenie about. I would maybe, I would probably do that. First, and then, like, as my skills grew and my confidence grew. I just have real... I am terrified of, like, the deep water ocean. Like, when I want to absolutely freak myself the fuck out, I look up shit about the Marianas Trench. Like... I like I I have this primal fear of like miles of water below me with nothing but sea creatures and monsters and shit. Like it is a thing. So if I am outside out of sight of land, like uh 
Uh, it's never happened. I've never Have you ever taken it. a cruise? No, I'm going to ever do I've taken it. I've taken a cruise, but we took okay. a cruise around the Hawaiian Islands, and I was always oh. within view of an island. Okay. No, no. Like, I mean, like a cruise cruise. Like, no. Like, uh, I've done, I've gone whale watching, but we were always yeah, within the, the side of land. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Never. Mm-mm. I, we took a, we took a, we. I mean, I've never taken a cruise either, but it was more so that, like, I don't think I would really want to be. Like, I like, when I tourist, I like to, like, make my own agenda. But there's also, like, there's a, that's a big cruise ship. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're you're basically going in your house or in your hotel. Yeah. So, like, you don't, unless there's a, unless there's a really bad storm, you don't even feel the motion of the ocean on that thing. Uh-huh. So, like, that I feel like wouldn't be, I, I might be able to go on, like, a deep sea cruise on that kind of a thing. But, like. We're talking about my dwelling, which would not be as big as a cruise ship unless somehow Fair. I... Yeah. We're talking about, like, a little boat that yes. a whale could eat. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be Jonah, is all I'm saying. <laughs> or the girl that, like, capsizes in the middle of the ocean is never heard from again. Did you hear that they found Amelia Earhart? What? They found Amelia Earhart. I did not hear this. Yeah. What? Well, they found... Okay. They found somebody that they believe is Amelia Earhart based on the plane that they found next to her with, like, the, all of the special configurations on her plane. Yeah. You should Google this. They found Amelia Earhart. She? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will absolutely. But it took them a really long time, and that's how long it would take to find me if I went to the bottom of the Marianas <laughs> Trench. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Let's bring it back around. <laughs> and that's all we have for you today. <laughs> We're going to go eat Denny's. We are. <laughs> Get some eggs. <laughs> some moons over my hammy. <laughs> God damn it. You're welcome. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Class Listening. I'm Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter where you can ask us questions or talk to us about your favorite Denny's order at <laughs> Depart Hockey. Uh, and you can email us at dparthockey at gmail.com. I would like to point out that Moons Over Miami is not actually my favorite Denny's order. <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> uh, you can find our official blog at dparthockey.wordpress.com. Bye. Bye! That was a bad one. Do it again. That was a good one! <laughs>